Dragon Ball Z, One Piece, Naruto, all things that we love, all manga that were originally published in the legendary magazine Weekly Shonen Jump. But not every series can run for 300 chapters and have a hit anime. This is David. This is Jordan. We're the hosts of Shonen Flop. Each episode, we look at manga that ran and jumped that didn't quite make it. We discuss what it did wrong, what it did right, how the series could have turned itself around, and ultimately, was it a flop or not? Run all your favorite podcast apps, and you can find us at shonenflop.com. Keep on flopping, floppers. What's up, everybody? It's the Summoning Boys here from How Not to Summon a Podcast. Big shout out to our friends for giving us some time to reveal ourselves. Yeah. So if you don't know what we're about, we're three English lads who like to have a drink or two and give deep dives into anime. Sometimes successfully, sometimes not but always a good time. Damn right, baby. We talk about anything from cock-thrusting scouts... Morning, Mr. Smith! ...to bicycles of justice... Bring, bring, motherfucker! ...to cum-tasting cookies... Nom, 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 nom. ...and bullet-dodging boobies... Those BDBs. You can catch us every Saturday on all good podcatchers. Chat to us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at How Not To Summon, or join our Discord at How Not To Summon A Podcast. I've been Sheenie Senpai. I've been Jim. I've been Grayson. See you later, guys. Bye. Ta-ra. Caution side effects may include nosebleeds, hand cramp, uncontrollable laughter, pregnancy, two sides of anime fans, high blood pressure to your penis, not suitable for vegans. The following podcast is brought to you by Talking Anime. The following podcast may contain language and may contain images and other things that may trigger you. If you're easily triggered, do not listen. You have been warned. Warning, language may include the words fuck, shit, and holy fucking shit. Please listen at your own discretion. Welcome back to another exciting week of talking anime. Uh, it is Mitch, the number one host with half of the most. And uh, with me now is the man who keeps Gachi warm at night. Uh, Triple, how's it going, brother? Doing good, brother. How can I? Uh, we're doing good today. Talking <laughs> about one of my favorite topics. You can see that my, uh, my, uh, re- registra- my register voice came in there for a second. <laughs> Yeah, um, sadly enough, it's uh, me and Triple today because uh, Gachi was kind of uh, comatose and uh, was not able to sleep. So, uh, with that in mind, you know, uh, we're going to get right into... Hold on, I'm going to... I'm so professional right now. Okay, we're going to crack open a cold one. We're going to grab your favorite waifu pillow, take off your pants, and let's get freaky and talk some fucking anime. And, of course, this week we're talking about an anime that I have been re-falling in love with, not only as the manga, as I started reading the manga recently, but as the show as a whole. We're talking about Bleach. Uh, so, yeah. But Bleach, first and Bleach. Form- before we get into that, uh, Triple, what have you been watching and or reading this week? I have actually been in preparation of eventually, maybe in the future, doing this as an episode. I have been rereading through the entire series of Baki alongside uh, our co-host, Gachi. So I have been going through, and I've been reading through that, and really, I just really love it so much. It is one of my favorite, if not my like top three ever mangas so 
That's what I've been reading through. Uh, how about yourself? Oh, man, I've been... So, I was reading JoJo's, but I put it on hold because I started uh, reading Bleach. And I'm 11 chapters into Bleach right now. Oh. And I am, I'm really enjoying it, and it's really helping that I'm actually watching the show with my wife as well. So I've been watching that, and then, uh, I, uh, so video game wise, I got, uh, bored today and went through my PlayStation, uh, now, and decided to look up some old JRPGs to play. And I came across, uh, Rogue's Galaxy on there, and it's this, hack and slash JRPG kind of game that was on the PlayStation 2. And I gotta say, I am really enjoying playing this, and it makes me feel like all giddy inside when everything still loads up and it's like PlayStation 2, like accessing your memory card. And I'm like, ah, the memories. Yeah, no, I've had a couple of those situations. I recently just gave up my... uh the old Wii we had to one of my friends because yeah. uh, little known fact, I do have a younger sibling who just left out to college and we were clearing out their room and we actually found that, uh, that old Wii we had. So we gathered what other stuff we had and I started like, cause I remember my friend was talking about wanting a Wii. So we were just going to give it to him for free. I was kind of like you. I was kind of going a little, little, little nostalgic. So I started going through and I found out, uh, I had a lot of cursed games, specifically <laughs> of one series. That would be Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh, man. Okay, so the thing about the Sonic games is I've come to realize that Sonic only had, like, one or two really good games, and then every other game just went downhill. And, the, like, the the first two Sonic games were the better of those fucking Sonic games that are out there. The last good Sonic game I played, uh, in my opinion, I would say would have to be the DS version of Sonic Colors. Mm. The one, the last one I played was uh, Heroes. That was the last one that I played. Oh, God help your soul. <laughs> and that's why I don't play Sonic games anymore. <laughs> well, this this may turn your tides and may make you want to play that <laughs> game instead. Uh, the games I had was two very specific ones. That would be the first being the legendary, and everyone knows this one, Sonic 06. Oh, no. Uh, I watched an angry video game nerd uh, episode about Sonic uh, 06. It is as yeah. bad as it anybody says it is. It is yeah. as bad, if not worse, because like one thing they fail to really talk about is like they don't very well go into details as to what you're supposed to do. So it's very easy to get lost and not know what you're supposed to do, even though the game is very linear and just shows you where you're supposed to go. Uh, I can't tell you, tell you the amount of times that I can actually go backwards. So you're going the wrong way in that game. Uh, another thing I had was a little-known Sonic title called Sonic and the Black Knight. I don't think I've heard that one before. Oh my god, this was a Sonic game. And this was part of a miniseries based on basically um, 
based on like old folk tales. So okay. like in this case, Sir Arthur and the Black Knight. All right. Uh, you had Sonic and the and the the Ring of the Ring of Fire, which was based on Ar- the Arabic Knights, which is like the the genie and all that stuff. Mm. Uh, and I forgot if there was a third one, but to my knowledge, it's only those two. I can check uh, as we're doing this, and I'll mention it later if I if I can find the third one. Mm. But I had both of those, and both of them put Sonic in a in essence as the main character of each one of the stories mm. so, so in, like in my case the Sonic and the Black Knight would be dude gets a holy sword from a uh, dude gets, gets sucked into a storybook okay and I, one thing leads to another I don't remember the game very well because it was I was like sing, I was like in the single digits at this, at this age when I had this mm. um I know he gets a magic talking sword from, like, the lady in the lake, who just turned okay. out to be Amy. And it, it just progressed to that there, and, like, every every night of the round table was a different character. Like, I think um, Lancelot was Shadow, Blaze was a one, uh, you had Silver, uh, Knuckles was also one, and... There was some really big, stupid twist that comes out of nowhere, and each at the end of each one of these. Mm. And the the Sonic and the Ring and the and the Flaming Ring or something like that is just as stupid as well. But Black Knight is notorious specifically because the fights in it. Okay. Holy crap! They're so difficult and stupid, and they don't make sense. <laughs> Because in the game, you can actually play as different characters, not just Sonic. You can play as Lancelot, and in situations, you have to fight a dragon. And the dragon is shooting fireballs at you. Down a narrow path, which you can only move forward. And then he shoots a lot of fireballs. Constantly. So you can see how it would get annoying to get close to him so you can actually hit him. So, over time, it kind of got a little bit infamous for that. So, yeah, I, I get the whole nostalgia trip there, yeah. <laughs> so, sometimes some of those old-timey games are just... You want to keep them in the past because you want to just remember them for the time you had when you were a kid. Because another thing I recently just started doing again was watching people play Yu-Gi-Oh! on YouTube. Oh, yeah. I've had a, uh, a friend get, try to get me into that, but... Have you have you, have you uh, actually started learning the rules for it yet, or I? So I am old school Yu-Gi-Oh. Like I used to play Yu-Gi-Oh when it was coming out, uh, like the first set of cards, early like two thousands and five, and everything else. So uh-huh. I I remember how to play Yu-Gi-Oh, and I have decks and everything else. But then it's going on YouTube and watching like all these like random people doing videos of like challenges, like oh, if you lose life points, you take a. Spice or you get a spicy wing and shit, yeah. You know? Yeah, just rewatching or watching all that, just like you know, nostalgia again of like, man, really loved playing Yu-Gi-Oh when I was younger, and it's like all the cards now are like, what the fuck is with these cards now, man? I've seen I've seen a sneak peek of like what the look, what they look and do now, and I'm just like, is this is this just progressive like? escalation in, into insanity mm. 
because I no. take a look at it and I'm like, wow, these cards make a lot of like the first gen cards look really useless. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like all the cards that I have are like Yu-Gi-Oh GX range of like age and you know release and everything else, and it's like. I go and I duel my wife's, um, my uh, in-law's uh, son, and fucking, he's got, like, these synchro monsters, these pendulum monsters, and it's like... Oh, yeah, that crap. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, fucking damn it. And I'm playing them with my elemental heroes that are, you know... Way behind. Way behind on everything, but, you know, I still find a way to win, and it's like, God, that was a nightmare. It's terrifying, like from a new, from like an old age perspective, to see like what kind of monsters they got now, and like in a figurative yeah. sense, like these decks are just absurd. Like I remember uh, Toon World, like how there was only like a certain amount of Toon World monsters and everything else. Now, now there's an entire deck you can have. Yeah, like every card you can have is. Uh, this deck is literally half of it is the original monsters, and the other half is all the tune variant or variants of it. And it's like, my god, what are they just? They're running out of ideas. It's like Pokemon, and like all the fucking weird ass Pokemon that are out now. Like, and how they're a just reflavoring and retexturing stuff now. Yeah, it's like you know your IP is really running out of ideas when they start just redoing things. Well, you used to be back in the day when they ran out of ideas, they would have, like, tournaments where people could, like, actually throw in their ideas. Yeah, exactly. And you could have those turn into cards. Yeah, because I I remember... Go ahead. I remember remember there was a show I used to watch growing up called, I think it was, like, Shaolin Monks or Shaolin Showdown. Shaolin Showdown. Yes. So, a little known thing was when I was watching it when it was airing is they actually had a contest... Where you can, because uh, they were putting out their own card game at the time, because that was the thing. All these like cartoon shows, all these like shonen, Zatchbell, Naruto, all, every one of them had like cards. They had either card games or video games came out in the mm-hmm. early two thousands. You know, it's not like now where it's like IPs that run on for forever and everything else. You know, but like when we were going, when I was growing up, it was like. Zatchbell puts out a video game, you're like, oh my god, yes. Zatchbell puts out cards, you're like, I'm buying the cards. Dragon Ball Z had a card game when I was growing up, and I had the cards for it. And I had the fucking Game Boy game that was the card game. It was just like Pokemon, because Pokemon had their own cards, and then they had their own game that was all about playing the card game. And that was the only way I learned how to play Pokemon, was through playing the card game. On the, the Game Boy. The, uh... I, I remember specifically one game that I fucking idolized was the, uh... You may not know this, Beyblade had a video game. Yes, I did. I used to actually have it. Oh my god, it was so fun. It was so I, fun. Yes, because I was obsessed with Beyblade when, uh... It was coming out when I was growing up. And, uh... Yeah, I had, like... Uh, so... The group of me and my friends at the time were the reason why Beyblades got banned in our school because we had this little drain that went to the sewers in our school. Uh-huh. You would have and like races for it, right? <laughs> what we used to do is we used to let it or we used to have like a small piece of like cardboard or something going on. 
and we would literally play Beyblades right near the drains, and it would literally be like the nice Beyblades, like the ones that cost money, and it'd be like knocking them into the grate and into the sewers. And then the next day, the kid comes back with one of the dollar store fucking uh, Beyblade knockoffs that they used to make. And it was like, oh, we got that band. And we also were the kids that got Yu-Gi-Oh! band in my uh, grade school as well. You know what? I'm glad you brought that up because that is actually an experience that I can relate to. And actually, uh, I can actually say I have a similar story to that. (laughs) <laughs> you see, uh, my middle school uh, Beyblade Metal Fusion started coming out with the metal okay. variants. Yeah, and the Sparts were amazing, and kids loved that shit. Yeah. So we got Beyblade Band, <laughs> and I was also I was a participant, but I was not the reason. <laughs> see, the reason we had gotten Beyblade's Band is because the middle school I went to was, you can think of it as a giant, like, U or an L-shaped, or, like, a Z. Okay. But if you wanted to go to class, you either went outside and around, or you went inside. And inside, usually reserved for uh, people who may have been injured or special needs getting around. Okay. But occasionally, you just everyone just went in there and didn't really care. Now, regardless of the area, regardless of the situation... We had one person or two people walking around with the Beyblade Stadium in the backpack. <laughs> of course, yeah. You gotta have the one kid who always was set up for something like that, yep. And then, like, if you wanted a match, you would, like, tap them or you would give them a note. Give them a, 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 a time. And they would go to... They basically were info brokers. Like, that's the best way I can put it. They would schedule, like, little appointments. We were so... We were beyond organized for this, and it didn't make sense because we did. it wasn't worth it. It was not worth it to be this organized, and we mm. went through with it, and they would schedule uh, appointments and say, hey, we got it, and they would have like a little, uh, you know, Facebook, Facebook was big at the time, Yeah, and they would have a Facebook set up, a Facebook thing, and they would basically have time slots for it. Now, if you had the time slots ready for it, you can say, I challenge this person, because they have they know, they have the person who's, who's willing to fight. At, like, uh, Thursday, 2 p.m., after third period, near uh, English class, directly outside, the base is going to be there. So-and-so is, is, is wants a challenge. Whoever comes, comes. And you will have, like, four or five people show up. And... From us, perspective-wise, we did that shit. Now, I want you. I want this to be the perspective from a teacher, though. Teachers looked at us, and randomly, kid pulls out a base stadium, puts it on the ground. Immediately, two people run up out of nowhere and just fucking rip. And immediately, <laughs> things start flying. And what the big issue was, uh, you know how, how like, with the metal ones, they flung out hardcore? Yeah. yeah. One flung out hardcore, broke a window... <laughs> Ooh. So the kid just grabbed it and yeeted. And because, <laughs> like, there was a crowd of people that we would, like, gather around, no one could, like, figure out who it was. So he got off scot free. 
and that I may or may not know the person who particularly did that, and he may or may not have been a complete idiot. But uh, after that incident, we got the entirety of Beyblades banned at our school. Oh no! I'm just glad they never found out about the Facebook page. Like from their perspective, uh, kids would literally just out of nowhere fight in the middle of the road. Middle of the road. It was hilarious. Like when I was growing up, it was so when we were on the verge of getting uh, Yu-Gi-Oh cards banned. There was always the one kid who had a couple of like the tins. So everyone would put, like, their school decks inside the tins, and we hid these cards out in, like, the behind bushes. Yeah, where no one could find it. And this was, like, not long after we got a ban, too. Like, we worked so hard <laughs> the on trying to keep... The ring? <laughs> yeah. Like, we would, like, go into, like, the furthest part of the playground where no teachers were that had, like, a fence... And behind the fence in a bush would be the decks. One kid would jump over, grab the decks, jump back over, you know, and it'd be like playing Yu-Gi-Oh until it was time to go back in. And then it was hide the cards again, you know. Yeah, it was just uh, r- rinse and repeat. I love that. That that's cool. Yeah, no, we we were these were also the kids like when I was growing up. Like Jackass was like getting huge. Oh no, so we were the kids that would like randomly in the winters like take off our fucking snowsuits and shit and then just roll around in the snow like a bunch of fucking idiots and being like, yeah, we're snow devils are doing this and it was just so fucking stupid when I think back of the shit that I used to do. <laughs> it's it's um, great. It's great. Oh, man, like uh, grade school was, uh, we were only supposed to do touch football but there was one group of kids that when no teacher was looking, we got physical. And the one time, this kid was like, I was, you know, doing this setup and everything else. And this kid was like right on my, his crotch was right on my head. And he's basically try, dry humping me. So what happens was I fucking threw the ball because I got pissed off. You know, handed it, grabbed the kid by his ankles and just flipped his ass right onto his back. And, oh my god, we wound up getting fucking, uh football band for like a week oh i don't i don't remember if this was illegal or not but i i played uh tackle football for like my my, my county mm. and this is back when i was like i was like eight years old i think mm. and i was i was at this point small as shit like compared to the rest of the kids so my yeah. like coach just walked up to me and said just 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 aim for their fucking ankles like what just go under them and then just fucking immediately jackrabbit jump up as you grab their ankles and it's gonna flip them I'm like is is that okay can I do that and they're like yeah don't worry about it Just do that too many times have I had like kids three times two times my size just to get fucking flipped <laughs> yeah no uh there, there was a couple things that we got in shit for like uh we used to throw rocks on the slide when kids were going down it because, you know, kids are fucking stupid and they think that's entertaining. Mm-hmm. Um, we got snowboard or we got a uh, snow forts um, banned because me and a gr- uh, other group of kids used to just run around and fucking destroy snow forts. Jesus. Yeah, we were. I, I used to hang out with like shitheads when I was younger. Like, 
I always seemed to find the kids that were like just the troublemakers, and we would just cause mayhem on the fucking uh, playground. It was, yeah. I, I I got suspend. I got I got uh, detention a lot when I was younger. I I was I wasn't like that. I had uh, the most I did was that we would like. I, I don't know if you're, you guys had this too. The metal like everyone every school has a metal slide somewhere. Yeah, yeah, we always, we had one, and, um, we used, uh, the, at my school, we used to put, like, the wood chips down for, like, cushion for kids if they fell off of everything, because, you know, big-ass wood chips make sense. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, you were I, saying- I don't know why they use that for cushioning, because that just made things hurt worse. Yeah, it did, especially when, or, when I was growing up, before they did that, they put fucking stones as cushioning. I mean, I guess if it's somewhat of a cushion, it works as a cushion. <laughs> but, it like, they, not... they had sand. And where I live, it's essentially a swamp. It's very uh, murky, and it's very humid. Mm. So if, like, the sand... If you dig a down in the sand, it's wet. <laughs> so what you would do... Is you would clump it together, make a perfect ball, and now you got a game of assassination on your hand. Oh no! So it's all fun and games until you try to throw it at little Tommy over there and accidentally whip it past his head, and it hits like one of like the fifth grade teachers' back of their head directly. <laughs> oh my god! This stupid crap kids would do like younger. Oh my god, it was great. <sighs> yeah, no, like, there was a lot of things that, you know, I think of back when I used to be a kid, like, the shit we used to do, like, uh, so, my introduction to Naruto was, I met these, uh, these kids, and, you know, kids back in the day used to just go around and, you know, make believe that they're superheroes and shit during, uh, recess and shit, and they're all playing Naruto, I didn't know what the fuck they were doing. I'm like, they're like, oh, do you like anime? I'm like, they're they're like, uh, do you like anime? I'm like, no, but I like this one, or one of my favorite shows is this show called Dragon Ball Z. They're like, oh yeah, you can hang out with us. I'm like, oh, cool. And then it's like, these are the kids that got me into anime yeah. when I was younger. And they're like, oh, we're playing, uh, it's from this uh, show called Naruto, uh, we're playing, do you want to play? I'm like, yeah, sure. They look at me, and the one kid goes, you could be Choji, and I'm like, oh, what does Choji do? They're like, oh, he just gets really big and rolls around, you just start yelling human boulder, and you just start chasing after us. I'm like, okay. Obviously, she and- hadn't come out till then. <laughs> this was, Partial I expansion believe- Jusu. I believe this was uh, when it was just coming out in North America. So, like, OG Naruto. So, uh, I'm... Real quick, I want to apologize for any noise you may be hearing. Uh, We're currently redoing a room right now, so you may hear scraping in the background. Uh, Again, any weird audio, I'll try and clean up as much as I can. So, yeah, like... That's how I got introduced to Naruto, and then lo and behold, I started watching it, and I'm like, oh, Choji's the fat kid. I understand now. I see. 
It's a cruel and unusual punishment, but one I'm willing to take the mantle of. I'm like, you know, someone's got to play Choji, and lo and behold, Choji went on to become one of my favorite anime characters anyway, so it's... Hey, at least they didn't make you play Orochimaru. Oh god, that would have been weird. You get to be the creepy skate uh, snake, uh, I can't say that (laughs) word, but you know what I mean. You can be Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson. In every sense of the word. (laughs) Alright, fucking, uh, I think it's time for us to do a little fun segment here. Let's do another horrible, uh, casting idea. Casting idea. Okay. Yes. So, like, we have in the past, you know, we have James Cameron's, uh, One Piece. We have John Carpenter's, uh, Legend of Zelda. So, I believe we should do... Do you want to do uh, another live action, or do you want to take a really good um, movie and just make the casting horrible? I want to take live action. We can do another live action. We'll, we'll save the 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 movie for Gachi because Gachi is a uh, quote unquote movie expert, mm. and right, so. Would... Make that much more entertaining. Okay, so we're talking about bleach. Let's do a live action bleach. Fuck. Okay, one, we're we're gonna make it worse than the one that's already exists. So let's make it you know entertaining. First off, the uh, the actor for Ichigo has to be the dude who played Ronald Weasley. Yes, yes, we gotta get. Uh, okay, I'm gonna look up his name so we can get his fucking name right. Uh, yeah, Ronald Weasley. Just the name just sounds so... It's like, Weasley. His name is... Uh, his name is Rupert Grint. Okay. So, yeah. Rupert Grint is uh, Ichigo. Yes, that is the perfect start. Okay. Alright. So... Who would we make... If we're going off with that, we gotta make the big three. Rukia, Rinji, and uh, Ichigo. Got Ichigo. So, who okay. would be Rukia? Hmm... I'm thinking the lady it's from gonna... uh, the new Star Wars trilogy. No, no. Um, even better, uh, it would be um, Christian Stewart. Oh my god! <laughs> it would make perfect sense. Oh my god, that would be horrible. I love it. <laughs> All right, who's uh, who's gonna be Renji? I'm thinking Carrot Top. Weird Al, Weird Al, Weird, Weird Al Yankovic. Oh my God! Yes, because he has right, the hair um, for it. <laughs> All right, so who's gonna be uh, Orihime? Orihime. It's got oh, something with big. It's got to be big chest. I'm looking up big titty actors. <laughs> Michael Sarah is gonna be uh, Uriru. Ur- Uriu. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna be Uriu, yeah. yeah. I can see that. <laughs> Scarlett Johansson, we could be me, uh, Orihime. Okay, yeah, let's go Scar uh, let's go for uh, Scarlett Johansson. Wait, okay, no, uh, we gotta go cursed. We gotta go cursed, not Yeah, good. we gotta go cursed, yeah. Uh who is um Hmm Who is uh the 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 vo- the actor for um God, I don't know. Ah, oh, dude, Bella Thorne. Bella Thorne. 
Yeah. Okay. Bellator. That, there we go. Be, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's gonna be Bellator. Okay. Um. Chad. Who's gonna be uh, Chad? Um. Uh, this we can. Mm. Hector. There's a guy who <laughs> who only ever plays Hectors in movies. <laughs> oh yeah, the the Spanish H- he- yeah. Hector. <laughs> Hector will be Chad. Um, okay, uh, who's gonna play the the uh, the big bad Chad Kenpachi? Fuck, I, I honestly that's one I don't want to mess up. Honestly, Mickey too... Rourke, Mickey Rourke would be Kenpachi. Oh my god, I, I I gotta look it up. I gotta make sure it's it's who I think it is. I I could see it being Mickey Rourke for some reason if they were to make a live action one. I could see that. I can see that. Uh, okay, so um, who's gonna be um, uh, Kisuke? Uh, wow! Oh, <laughs> yes, wow. yes, it has it has to be fucking um, Owen Wilson. Owen yes. Wilson. Oh, Mister, we don't don't give a crap about anyone else. Owen Wilson. Now, who's who's gonna play Yorichi? Oh, Yorichi. Oh, fuck. Um. Madonna. I. <laughs> oh, God. It's, either, it's either Madonna or Nicki Minaj, whichever one's uh, more cursed. It's got to be Nicki. It's got no Rihanna. Rihanna is going to be playing her. <laughs> I was about to make a joke. I had to hold back. <laughs> um, who's going to play Eisen? Who would play Eisen? Oh, Ben Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck. <laughs> All right. So it um, works too perfectly. Uh, let's do another uh, captain. Oh, he's going to play uh, Toshiro. Um, Toshiba. Um, hmm. It would have to be a very is it would have to be a kid actor, I would assume, for that. Yeah, we'd have we'd have to go to like the most cursed kid actor. Oh, easy! The kid who played Anakin in his, <laughs> in his child form. That would have to be him. <laughs> okay, uh, and let's do one more. Let's do uh, the uh, fucking leader. Ukiora. 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 Okay. Yeah. Who's gonna play Ukiora? Uh. What's his name? The dude, the dude who played. Uh, what's his name? Oh my god! Hold on. The dude who played uh, the big bad Sith in uh, the new trilogy. Oh my god! Yes, fucking. Um, uh, I don't know if I'm strong enough. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go. Uh... <laughs> uh, the new okay. Darth, the new. It's funny because like I love the actor, I just don't remember his name. That's the same thing. If not him, you know who it would be? Um, Ben or Ben King or not? Is it Ben Kingsley? Is what I'm thinking of. There's an actor. There's a certain actor I'm thinking of right now. Oh no! It would have to be Ben Kingsley. I think Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren. Oh, Ben Kingsley. Ben Kingsley said, "Yes, Ben Kingsley." 
He played the the Mandarin in uh, Iron Man three. Oh my god! Yes, him is yes, Uri or is, uh, is Ukiora? Yeah. Oh my god! It's cursed. <laughs> Dude looks like Gandhi. <laughs> he played Gandhi in a movie. Actually, that's the funny part. Oh, did he? Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> I, I don't know. This is cursed. Uh, this is a cursed casting, but I like it. <laughs> uh, so who's going to be our director? Uh, oh, there's only one person that could do it. Uh, Night Shyamalan? No. Tommy was so. Oh my god, Tommy. Oh my god, yes. Yes. Oh, hi, Mark. Oh, yes. hi, Mark. Okay. <laughs> I did not hit her. This is completely off topic. Well, also on topic. But do you know the actual ending of The Room? No, I don't. I've never seen the movie. Okay, the movie was supposed to end with ta- with the, the, the... Not the main character. But uh, the car flying off into the sunset... With oh bat wings, God. because the car was... Because when someone asked, like, um, Tommy, why is the car flying? Well, obviously, because it's a vampire. Duh. <laughs> oh, no. And I'm like, you're lying. That's not an actual ending. And I'm like, apparently, that's the thing he actually said. And... I There's so much mystery to Tommy Wiseau. I would think he would come from the Soul Society. <laughs> I, there is no doubt in my mind that he is just some some Tommy, weird amalgamation. Tommy Wiseau plays fucking Eisen. Yes, yes, yes. That yes, would be yes, our Eisen. Yes. And he directs the movie because that's what he does. He dir- yes, he's an actor yes. in every movie he directs. Yes. Oh my god, that's amazing. That's great. <laughs> Oh, God, we just made Bleach so much entertaining now. So, yeah, come and watch Tommy Wiseau's Bleach, starring Tommy Wiseau as uh, Yusuke Aizen. Oh, uh, that's so uh, cursed. You know he wanted to do Spider-Man 4, right? Of, like, the Tony Maguire series? <laughs> I'm not surprised. He yeah. wa- did you ever watch? Did you ever watch um, his audition for the Joker, uh, the clip he... Or on I'm YouTube? the Joker, baby. <laughs> oh my god, yes, it was cursed. I loved every second of it. The, uh, my favorite part about that was, um, the entire casting, like, all of the uh, the, the money for the filming mm. came from Tommy. Out of pocket. Yeah. He supposedly, from things I've heard, is he had, like, a clothing brand or something that he used to have that made him rich. No one knows where he got the money for that is. It's the dude is literally no one even knew how old he is. Like even if you go online and look it up, like there's no literally one knows. no no one knows anything about this guy. It is a, we don't know what country he's from. We don't know what accent he has. Yeah, people have like, like this, thought like theorized the dude's from the future. Like the in a world of the internet where people know literally everything about everything. He is an Tommy enigma. Wiseau, remains the mystery that is Tommy Wiseau. He is an enigma. Yeah. I really want to watch The Room, and then I really want to watch the uh, 
the Seth Rogen and fucking James Franco movie. I really want to watch that one too. We got time after this. We can definitely do that. <sighs> I gotta I gotta work tomorrow, so uh, maybe no. maybe next week because I'm I'm gonna be take I'm gonna be missing like three days next week because I'm getting hey, vaccinated. Next week I get Saturday off, so we can definitely do it then. Oh, uh, dude, I'm probably. Free Saturday, so that is what we will do. Okay, we, next episode of uh, the podcast, we'll be discussing the room <laughs> and seeing how we can make that into an anime. Oh my god, yes! How to make the room the anime? Yes, that's gonna be so cursed. Yes, I've watched the room be. before. Do you? Know, I can tell you right now, it's gonna be difficult. Oh, uh, it's gonna be great. We're gonna we're gonna literally try and figure this out. Gachi's so, gonna cry. Gachi's gonna cry. Yeah, more than likely. But I think we should get uh, on topic now with what we actually wanted to talk about. <laughs> so, and what we've uh, been holding out for and, he- and hinting at this episode. This is your 12 o'clock news with lead anchor Richard Hardcastle. I am Richard Hardcastle, and this is the 12 o'clock news at 12 o'clock. Breaking news report. Man finally buys weeb item. We're going to cut to our fantastic man on the street. Chet, Chet, can you let us know what's happening? Uh, yes, uh, Chad, I'm here with another fantastic man. Uh, he told me he found this fantastic coupon code online. I'm going to talk to him now. Uh, excuse me, sir, can you tell me how this is going? Oh, f- man, I, I found this fantastic coupon code listening to my hashtag favorite podcast. You know, the best worst anime podcast. My favorite one, talking anime. They got supported by this fantastic company called Otaku House. And, man, for going on their website, getting these things called Kuji, which is this mysterious item it, that comes in like a blind box, man. It's like... You can get figures, you can get wall scrolls, you can go and get all this cool merch simply by going to shop.otakuhouse.com. Er, er, yes, shop.otakuhouse.com. Er, this sounds very interesting. Can you tell me some more about this, what you uh, got in your package? Man, I just went to this website, bought my things, and went to Talkin in the coupon code, and I got 5% off on my item. And I could not be the happiest. So please, guys, if you're listening to this on this news report, this is really random. Go and check out Otaku House, shot.otakuhouse.com, and use the coupon code TalkingAnime, and you get 5% discount on your purchase. Back to you, Chad. Wow, that is uh, the first time uh, someone said back to me, but I do appreciate it. And uh, yes, thank you for listening. Now back to your featured podcast. Alright, we are talking about Bleach this week. Fucking my favorite. Alright, gotcha, or uh, Triple. What was, when did you first discover Bleach? Might as well start there. It was a cold summer's night, and it was on Christmas Eve, actually. Oh wow, it was a cold summer night. 
cold summer night. <laughs> I was trying to like remember where it was, and I was like, ah, oh, yeah, no. Uh, it actually is happening because uh, you know the whole uh, wake up in the middle of the night, TV's on, George Lopez. Yeah. That would happen to me, but it would be Ghost in the Shell as I was like single digits of age. Okay. And it scared the ever living crap out of me, but it also mesmerized me to the point that I I didn't want to change the channel. And one day, I don't know why the scheduling was like this, but after I think it was Ghost in the Shell, Bleach came on. And it was actually one of the filler arcs of the uh, the Zanpakuto Rebellion arc. And the first glimpse I saw of the main character, this is uh, it should be obvious going forward from here, but obvious spoilers for uh, Bleach going forward. Yeah, we will be. It is like, okay, warning. You are warned that spoilers are going to be happening. So the first thing I saw ever was the main character, which is this red-haired kid with a giant effing cleaver, which I had never seen before. And in any form of media whatsoever, like, swords to that point, to my knowledge, were just like, ah, yes, you have Claymore, you have Short Sword, you have Katana... Then all of a sudden, big fucking cleaver. And, uh, I saw that, I was like, what is that? That's cool! And then a mask appears out on him out of nowhere, and I'm just like, what? Why is he throwing up white, like, throwing up a mask? What? And then he becomes, like, the, like at, the, at the point in time, he became, like, a, almost a full hollow right then and there, and you grew, like, a tail and shit. And he started blowing and wrecking shit all over the place. And I'm like, what is this show? So I looked up, and I actually, like, described it to my friends at school the next day. And they were like, oh, you mean, oh, okay. So he pulls out an actual, like, uh, Shonen Jump magazine. And the first experience I had with it legitimately was in the midst of the, uh, the Hueco Mundo art. When it was like in the midst of like uh big spoilers for this one, uh the Ukiyora Hollow Ichigo fight. That was my first experience with it. That fight, that is one of my favorite fights to watch in anime form because it's just so Dude, fucking well animated. Uh, I don't know. I, I in the server I've actually been watching it with a bunch of people. The Hellverse movie is actually. Oh, that fight and like it shows in there is actually how uh, Taite wanted the fight to, get, to turn out. That is the actual like full on. This is what Taite envisioned whenever he wanted to the uh, the fight to go down, but he couldn't do all that stuff due to like budgeting reasons and a limit. Yeah. So whenever you want to show somebody the the true Ukiyora like Ichigo fight, show them the hell uh, the Hellverse movie fight. That is the what he wanted to do, and it is the best version by far. I, ha- I had to say that Bleach is another one of those anime that the tie-in movies are just so fucking good too. You can't put a you can't put a, like a there is absolutely no way none of them are canon. But like it is fun trying to figure out like if it were canon, when would this be taking place? And, uh, yeah, no, it's it was I like I said it's one of those animes that like the movies are like really good too. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Uh, broken, like, uh, what was it called? Broken Memories or Shattered Memories? I 
think so. I'm on the mouth of this right now, so I will try to see where it was. The, uh, Bleach is, um, we should probably... Uh, memories, memories of nobody. Memories of nobody. Alright, so, going forward, because this is probably just a bunch of hogwash people who've never watched Bleach before, because I know... Sadly, Bleach has not become the uh, the most popular of animes. It's it's getting its popularity back now, yeah, due to the sudden well, one shot. Yeah, the one shot. The announcement that there's probably gonna be another fucking uh, anime arc, season, and then yeah, there's gonna be another anime season, and then you know, Burn the Witch came out recently too, and that got a lot more spark for it. Uh, so for those who don't know. Uh, Bleach is the story of Ichigo Kurosaki, a orange-haired high school student in Japan, who, uh, to protect his family one day, uh, absorbs and steals the powers of what is called a Soul Reaper, or a Shinigami, which is the Japanese version of the Grim Reaper, also referred to as a Death God, mm-hmm. in which he uh, uses the powers and in sequential, uh, in sequential order, also allows him to use the, a massive sword of, of his, Called a, uh, and, hmm, a Zanpakuto. And, yeah, and of course, uh, the one thing people should know is that the size of your sword shows off, like, your power level. And Ichigo's sword is huge because Ichigo is really, really fucking strong. He's got a lot of potential. And so his know, sword's just massive right off the bat because he yeah. just has an insane amount of spiritual pressure. So he can't freely control his um, size. So when he starts off initially, the sword is kind of like a very or uh, like a very big, big bladed version of a normal katana, mm. just with a massive blade on it. But due to certain circumstances later on, he loses that sword and the abilities therefore, and has to essentially jumpstart his own Shinigami powers because the powers he gotten from a uh, Rukia, which was the Soul Reaper he stole them from, uh, had been taken away from him, and he was forced to get his own. And it turns out, uh, it wasn't just his power plus her power made the sword gigantic. No, the, his actual sword from his actual Zanpakuto, which is the uh, a Soul Reaper's weapon of choice, and they're what they use constantly to fight and kill Hollows, which is you can just think of as demons. Uh, his actual sword, which is directly connected to his, connected and shaped by your soul, is fucking massive. Anyway, mm. it is a giant butcher knife with a cloth at the end. It's it's a, just a giant hunk of metal, and everyone's just like, "What is that?" Because he can't sheet it. It's just covered in a cloth, and that's how he holds it. Yeah, and it's, like, always attached to his back and everything else, too, when he carries it, because, I mean, this thing's fucking huge. Like, the only other sword I could almost compare it to is almost, like... Guts' um, sword. Inu- Guts' sword or Inuasha's, um... Tetsaigun? Uh, sword is... Yeah, yeah. It like, is those massive. are the only... Yeah, they're they're big fucking swords. But, uh, Bleach is, uh... Early two thousands, it is it is known as the um, sadly the lesser of the big three, mm. which and the only reason it has a lesser status is because of the storytelling. Uh, but in my opinion, uh, I actually put Bleach above both. Uh, it's this gonna get me get me in hot water. I put Bleach above Naruto and One Piece. I love okay, both so- of them, but that's a hard statement for me. 
I, I love all three anime, honestly, and Bleach... Be, I find Bleach more entertaining to watch than Naruto, because I find Naruto has a lot, a lot of useless filler. That moment when and, the swing set gets more screen time than 90% of the cast. Yeah, and it's it's just one of those shows that it always... Or Naruto paints a lot of the characters like as useless. Bleach... A lot of the side characters are powerful fucking characters. You know, you still have, like, Chad, uh, you know, Uryu, and fucking Orihime, who are all characters that are humans, but they're, you know, they're, like, they're the, the Tien, the Yamcha, and the Krillin of this group. But the side characters, there are strong side characters to this show. Like, Unlike uh... Naruto. Like, it, it, uh, Essence Point put that out is, like, the uh, the captains of the Soul Society. Uh, mm. Another part of uh, Bleach is that it's basically divided into s- um, multiple different places. Ranging from, like, the human world, in which case it's, like, Katakura Town, which is where Ichigo lives. And it is described as a, a meeting point of ley lines, or spiritual ley lines. Therefore, a lot of spiritual activity happens in this town. Uh... Another area is Soul Society, which is where you go as you die, and basically you get sent to heaven. You reincarnate and are born into Soul Society. And then you get, after you die in Soul Society, uh, you get reincarnated back into a nether life on Earth, uh, however many yeah. times they may need to do that. Yeah, because I think they say in the manga it's like 60 years I believe it is. Something along those lines. It depends. Like, if you become a Soul Reaper, you basically just force yourself out of the loop and basically become, like, a judge, judge, jury, and executioner. Mm. For, like, souls and shit. Yeah, you become a Ghostbuster, basically. Yeah, you become, like, a ghost version of a Ghostbuster, and you just basically, like, hey, uh, I'm in the legal system now. Uh, I'm gonna shuffle this person off. You go to heaven. You go to heaven. You go to heaven. Mm. Also, there's hell, which the Soul Reapers are overseers of. But they don't mess with because hell is scary, and they're like not worth it. Nope. Yeah, and so uh, they fight creatures known as hollows. So what hollows are um, in the manga, it describes it as a spirit who is tainted by their sins and become these creatures that are usually missing a hole in their chest. Um, and the only way to kill a hollow is by basically cutting their head, cutting them in half, because they have a mask on the them. Head. Yes. They, Destroying the mask destroys the hollow, yes. essentially. So every every and, hollow, we should also point that out, the mask is also very important for hollows. The mm-hmm. mask of a hollow is basically the uh, a literal manifestation of their soul. Their hollow mask will actually describe how they lived and what their personality is like. Mm-hmm. And you can see that a lot of times. Like, uh, one character had, like, a snake-like appearance... But he had, like, yep. a very roundish and very, um... I, I don't know if you can sell this, but... Because there were some with, like, a sharp kind of, uh, teeth. And there were some with flat teeth. Yeah. I've noticed that the, uh... In some cases, the, uh... The flat teeth are a lot less dangerous than the sharp teeth ones. So, kind of mm-hmm. like a herbivore versus omnivore... Or versus carnivore type shit. Yeah. But, uh... Yeah, a lot of the times you can basically tell, like, if they're a de- If they were a decent enough person that just stayed in the human realm too long... And became a hollow, versus a person who was like, "Hey, I did a lot of bad things, and I just over time stayed in the world too long, and then became a hollow." 
because they're much yeah. more aggressive. They have like immediately just like much more dangerous physical appearance, and they just have an immediate understanding of what they can do. Like uh, early on, the uh, the serial murderer with the cockatoo. Yes. That dude, while he had, like, a flat teeth kind of build, which I, I don't even know why I brought that up, because it's not really a good, a good point in my pen. Uh, yeah. Immediately, since he was, like, a bad person, already just started off and started killing other ghosts and shit like that. So he was like, hey, uh, I've already racked up quite a bit of spiritual pressure, which is what their energy source is. Uh, we can go into that whole shtick later with spiritual pressure. Yeah. But, uh... Did a bad, lot of bad stuff, and since he was like such, did so many bad things and racked up so much spiritual pressure from like eating other things and other ghosts, uh, he immediately started off with abilities. Like, uh, he could like throw miniature frogs at people and then whistle and then they would explode. Yeah, it, it's kind of like, um, uh, Deidre, I think his name was, Deidre. from, uh, yeah, from Shipden, who would. Like, take clay, make, like, little sculptures, and they would blow up. It's kind of the exact same thing. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. Uh, and then you would have the... Which is my favorite arc, by the way. Hueco Mundo, which is the home oh, God, of yes. the... Um, we're, yeah, the, the home of the Arankar and the home of the Hollows. Once you kill a Hollow, they will then reform and basically come back to life in Hueco Mundo. Where they basically... They just stay there for all eternity, really, don't they? Yeah, and uh, there's, like, multiple levels of, like, Waco Mundo, too, because um, I know there's, like, one ep- or one episode where they go, like, into a lower level, and it's, like, a f- it looks like a forest, and it's where all the fucking... Um, Minos Grande are. Yeah, the Minos Grande are, and they're, like, the Minos Grande. So, uh, the first time we're introduced to a hollow of that level is, is they made it... The best it, boy, Uryu. T- yeah. And what happens is they make it seem so overpowered. Because it's, like, the first time they fight, like, an actual, like, hollow hollow. Yeah, and what, it, what a Minos Grande is, is it's an amalgamation of multiple hollows that just want to get stronger into one entity. And that entity becomes a consistent variable of nature called a Minos Grande. A Minos Grande, there can be multiple of, but the appearance will stay the exact same thing because it is a force of nature. Yeah. And it's, uh, they, they have the white mask with a pointed nose and, like, the chin is a little pointed, too. And they have, like, dots and, in there, like, holes. Yeah. And these things, uh, you know, when we first introduced them, they're, like, really strong. Obviously, later on, they become, like, essentially, they become, like, pawns in a chess game. It's like they show up, you kill them, it's over and done with. Especially yeah. leading up to the Waco Mundo arc, where so what happens is a lot of this is like a lot of spiritual activity happens in like the filler w- leading up to Waco Mundo, and it's a lot of like monster of the week shit. It's like okay, they fight a new hollow kind of thing every episode, and yeah, they another one shows up, and they take care of this thing very easily. So. It's interesting to see how fast an enemy goes from being, like, scary to being, like, nothing anymore. They introduced it early on as a threat, mm-hmm. and it kind of does stay as, in a way, it stays as a threat. Like, uh, the power levels of Minos Grandes don't change, and that's just a point they've made. 
So while it seems like uh, they they become less of a threat, they still have the same power. It's just everybody else is getting way stronger. And mm-hmm. once you get to the level of uh, we'll we'll go into the soul societies immediately next because we kind of need to explain that. Yeah. Once you get to the level of like a vice captain or a captain, then uh, yeah. they are not a they're not a threat to them because they are just like oh that's hogwash. No, don't worry about that. Uh, so right, so um, what is one of your uh, so I I think when we'll touch on each arc a little bit, and then maybe we'll talk about, like, favorite things from the arc. Absolutely. So, uh, uh, what what's what was one of your favorite moments from the very first arc that is referred to as the uh, uh, Substitute Soul Reaper arc? Oh, easily when uh, Byakuya, which is the uh, Rukia, we should explain this arc first, though. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, this arc is basically starting off, like, uh, after Ichigo steals the powers of Rukia, Rukia basically just lives with him because she can't go back to Salt Society because she just did something highly effing illegal yeah. to them, which was give their powers to a normal human. You have brought them into the cycle, and that is a big no-no. So she's like, well, I have to wait for my powers to come back, which should happen over time, and then I'm going to have to like sneak my way around this, so I'm not going back right off the bat. So after a while, they're like, hey, Rukia hasn't come back yet. Her spiritual pressure disappeared. Uh, send a captain and a vice captain out there just to be safe. Because vice captain has a tie, or vice and captain has a tie to her. See, uh, the next arc, we will go into this, which is the Soul Society arc. Uh, a captain is her brother. Uh, Kuchki is, uh... Byakuya Kuchki. And never in my f- effing years of watching anime have I seen such disrespect. Oh. Yeah. The, and you, I think you know the, the moment I'm talking about. The point where oh, yeah. Ichigo's theme's playing and he just beat the shit out of Renji. And he's going yeah. for Rukia, and Byakuya just kind of looks at him and walks by him. And just looks at him and says, You're not strong enough to do shit. And just holds up like a broken sword to him. And he looks down, and Ichigo's sword is broken in half, and he just, his entire shoulder just gets cut open. And I'm like, yeah. his, immediately, his theme stops. So yeah. I'm like, what kind of disrespect do you have to do to stop a person's theme song? Oh man, you, you gotta, that was, that's the one thing about this, like, the hype moments of this anime is really fucking good, because the minute that intro, or Ichigo's theme song hits, it's like, Oh, shit's getting real, fucking, it's time for the win, and yeah, this is the one time that the theme song gets cut off and Ichigo just fucking loses. There is one other time. And yeah, and it's that when he's fighting uh, Grimjow. Oh, Aizen, yeah. I, yeah. When, and when that happens in Aizen, oh shit. Oh shit. I thought, like, yeah. we'll, we'll go into that here in a second, because that's actually going to be a tie for my favorite in, in the next mm-hmm. arc. Uh, so we'll go over that here in a second. But uh, that would have to be my favorite part of the, of the first season. What about you? I, I really do love uh, Renji and Ichigo's like first encounter from that arc. Where it's like, you don't even know the name of your sword, do you? Yeah. And it just, Renji just beats his ass. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I, I, w- I would say that's probably one of mine, because it, it really shows that, yes, the main character is strong, but there's people sh- way stronger than him out there. Yeah, and also there's a lot of world building too. Like, uh, 
mm. the name of the sword is also a very, very big thing in the Souls site. Like, um, yeah. to know the name of your sword is to actually change the shape and basically... Because, like, you're the, the, and souls, and like, uh, when it comes to uh, Soul Reapers, the swords aren't just a tool. They're not just a sword they oh, directly connected to you. No, it's a living being. It's a, it literally is a part of your soul that has a mind of its own and is, is very much sentient. And when you know the name of your sword, you can communicate with it. You can work together with it, become partners with it, and your power is gonna, like, a hundred times just get way stronger right off the bat. Because now you know how to use it. It's, you're willing to talk with the sword. It's willing to talk to you. You know its name. Blah, 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 blah. You can make, crea- you can make a connection with it. Yeah. So, Rinji, when he comes over and says, you don't even know the name of your sword. How am I- oh, you're not a threat to me. Yeah. Very big moment. And, yeah. And it really, it really showed that, you know... That there again, it's one of those like Ichigo's powerful. You know, he's been defeating enemies up to this point with ease. You know, some minor setbacks and stuff like that. But it's when he encounters uh, Byakuya and fucking Renji that everything goes fucking south. It's like they're stronger out there. There is like you are nowhere near the top dogs. Yeah, there you are like I, a, you. Congratulations, you just found out you're a goldfish in a, in, a, in the ocean. Yeah. And then, of course, uh, you know, you get your, you know, filler arc where the training happens to get all prepared because Rukia gets taken back to the Soul uh, Society to be set up for a trial. And our team of uh, Ichigo, um, I believe it was Odahime, it was Uryu, it was Chad, it was um, the fem- uh, the cat... Um, uh, Yorichi, I believe they said the name at that yeah, point. Yeah, Yorichi is at the time um, a cat, and of course you find out later on that there's more than meets the eye, and we'll get in there. And uh, they also team up with uh, Ganju, who is uh, part of a uh, family that specializes in like fireworks and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And they break into the Soul, uh, soul Society. Uh, using one of the family techniques, uh, they make like a giant uh, sphere of spirit energy, and they just break right through the barriers, and that basically starts up the spirit, uh, the spirit or the soul society arc, which is one of my favorite arcs next to the Waco Mundo arc. I would have to agree with you because this also introduces. Uh, I mentioned it being a tie in this arc. Uh, I guess technically the the, the Aizen thing would be later on. So I will... Mm. Instead of putting that arc, I'll make the... uh, I I would put the Aizen arc just after the Soul Society arc. Mm. I would put the Soul Society arc, my favorite point of that, would be uh, the introduction of the best captain ever. Kimpachi Zaraki. Yes! Fucking one of my favorite moments from this anime is go ahead Eddie versus Ichigo. I'll give you the first hit. And my fucking god, he, they make he gets like this huge moment. Ichigo gets his sword out, and it's like Kenpachi's got this big bad chat energy. So we find, or you know, the I, we got we should really get back into. Uh, 
So uh, what happens is uh, they find out that Ichigo or that Rukia is being executed for her crimes. Yes, the uh, and... the fact that she has given powers to a human is a mm. offense worthy of death, which is the order they got from the. Uh, they're essentially their their central government is they have a hierarchy of uh they have a king and they have a royalty, but most of their like military decisions is held by a council. And yeah. that is what was the name of it? Six something sixty six, something like that, or uh, uh, I, something forty six, I believe it was called. Uh, it's um, Central Forty Six. Uh, yes, Forty Six. Yes, Central Forty Six, yeah. which is comprised of forty six members making a council, and they come to a decision and create uh, decisions for the uh, for the social society going forward. Mm. Uh, at that point, they just, they got word from the Central Forty Six and said, "Hey." Executor, that's our decision. So they mm-hmm. then get ready and they start trying to execute her. Uh, they Ichigo and them and and the company go through and get into shenanigans, meeting a bunch of different uh, captains, vice captains, yep. and uh, seat members, stuff like that. And yep. I'm gonna be fucking honest with you, uh, the group gets their shit rocked hard. Yeah. Like they. Yeah. They start off going good. Ichigo's going good on thing. They get he gets a he fights Ikaku, which is my yeah, favorite Ikaku, vice yeah. captain. Oh yes, yes, Ikaku is one of my favorites too. And then he, and Ikaku, so Ikaku is this bald dude. He looks he's got like the look of like crazy the bow. crazy guy. And he, yeah, he's such an interesting character. Uh, his Zanpakuto is uh, it's fuck, a spear. I can't remember the name of yeah, it's a spear. But when he releases his Bankai, the spear becomes, like, uh, like three different blades. And, like, the three blades are, like, these massive fucking, uh, just blades, essentially. And the one has, like, a dragon on it. And it's You see it later on in the anime. Yeah, like, uh, the next arc, I believe, actually. Yeah, it's the next, next arc is where we start seeing more Bankais happening. And, ugh. It is so good. But... Yeah, but, yeah, he fights Ikaku, and that's another really good fight. And Ichigo He's, wipes the floor with Ikaku, basically. Also has my favorite voice actor ever. Uh, fucking, the same voice actor as Edward Elric, by the way, I might want to add. Yeah. Uh, his yeah. his Zanpakuto's name is Azukimaru, uh, uh, I think it was. Yeah, I think so. And, boy howdy, it starts off as a normal Zanpakuto, which... He uses very differently in the essence that um, he actually uses the guard as a blunt force hit. So he's yeah. basically got a sword and a club. Yeah, he's dual wielding. Yeah, his setup is yeah the the sheath itself and then the blade. Yeah, and he yeah he uses it like as a defensive tool. He uses it as a club. Everything, and he even has like little tricks and nicks into it. Like in the bottom of the uh, the sheath has a little compartment yeah. that he opens up when he gets cuts from Ichigo. He puts like a little ointment on it and just stops the bleeding. Yeah. So he he's very then, used to ble- like fighting, and you can tell that straight off the bat. Oh yeah. And then we get like his backstory in uh, a later uh, the the next arc because we start learning more about the characters. And his thing was he always wanted to fight, always fighting something. And then he meets Kempachi. Kempachi beats his ass, and then later on becomes part of Team Thirteen, uh, Squad Thirteen, Squad Thirteen. Which is they? Which is their? Like they consider that the battle unit. Yeah. Like when you need just an all-out warfare, you call you call Squad Thirteen. Yeah, because that's led by the 
biggest, baddest Chad fucking uh, Ken Pachi Zoraki, who... Yeah. Um, uh, no, they're the uh, the 11th division, by the way. Yes, 11th, yes, it was 11th. Uh, boy, howdy. Kenpachi, we're about to get into him, because the <laughs> first instance we hear of Kenpachi is Ikaku telling, like, uh, Ichigo, the main character... Hey, uh, that's cool and all. You fought and beat me. That's fine. Uh, that was a good fight, GG. But uh, the one person you gotta look out for is my captain. Like, mm. anyone else, you might have a chance. You don't look like you're a bad person. You're here illegally. You're basically infiltrated and trying to get rid of the terrorists. But hey, we understand your circumstances. They're not gonna be that big of a dick to you. Uh, my, my captain's not gonna be like that. You, if you see him, you run on sight. What's he, what's he going to look like? You'll know when you meet him. Yeah. And that's and all we heard from him. You'll know him when you see him. Yeah. And so, yeah, his introduction uh, is not long after that fight. Um, and he, uh, Kempachi is this, like, he looks really scrawny. Uh, but he's this tall, lanky dude with... Serious muscle Liberty mass. Sp- with fucking, um, he has Liberty Spikes with bells on them, and then he has a eye patch over his one eye, and he's got scars and shit, and he fights with a Zanpakuto that is what's the term beat for to it? shit. It, it, it looks like it, it's, uh, what's the word for it? Like the blade that has a, um, a hook on it, or like, is jagged? Uh, I, I can't remember what the name for it is. Uh, I don't remember the exact definition for it, but the uh, the the sword is so cool. And he he goes on. And he's just looking like, oh, you're the terrorist that got in here, huh? You look fun. And Ichigo, like the before we even see him, everything starts shaking. Mm. And Ichigo and just is- stops in his tracks and just can't move because he's too fucking scared. Yeah, so when uh, the moments like that in the anime serrated, where... Serrated, sorry, screen, it was serrated. Yeah, when the screen starts going bizarre and like you're getting like all these lines and shit going down, that is somebody's soul pressure leaking through. And it's like the intimidation, like this is like a big baddie's coming when this the you know everyone starts getting weak from them just standing there. See, we, we have a, a fun little term for this like and, uh, a couple of my friends recently came up with. Uh, Chad energy. <laughs> the Chad energy. Yes. If you're just too bitch made, and like the Chad energy is gonna make you drop to your fucking knees. It, you yeah, can think of it as like the basics of like conquerors hockey. Everyone has, and if you're strong enough, boom! Anybody in the vicinity just drops to the knee, and you're just like, oh, I guess you all are bitch made then. Yeah, and he. Uh, so what happens is during this fight. This is where Ichigo and Kenpachi fight. Kenpachi is... He is known as one of the few captains. He's the only captain who doesn't know the name of his sword and doesn't do Bankai. And he is one of the strongest fucking people in the Soul Society. And that is... That, that, that sounds like it may be, oh, just a character who doesn't do that. No. Uh, that would be essentially what he has done, is the only reason the people in the, uh, that are in the top ranks are the way, the reason they're the top ranks, is because they have such a close connection to their sword. 
At this mm. point in time, Ichigo has already talked to his sword, knows yeah. his sword's name, it already has an attack from his sword. And yeah. very much so is already like, hey, I'm kind of good friends with my, with my, my uh, Zanpakuto. I, I know what to do with it. And Kimpachi is the exact opposite. He is just yeah. straight up like, I don't need relationships. And he's the exception of the rule. In every anime, it's always, if someone says they're talking about friendship, they're going to win. Uh, Kimpachi don't do that. He said that rule's stupid. I don't like that rule. I, I, I fight with myself, for myself, by myself. I don't need a stupid named sword to do that for me. I can do it for me. So that's yeah. what he does. He fights for it, yeah. he uses it, and it's just a tool to him. Yeah. And um, he um, properly fucks up Ichigo. Like, Within an inch of his life. Yes. And what happens is Ichigo goes down... Wakes up in his upside down world and uh, learns to uh, basically fight Zengetsu's like darker side. I believe is what the the white Ichigo Th- that uh, is, is supposed to be. Actually, his hollow half. The, the hollow half, yes. It is his hollow half, as it is like uh, at this point in time, you would see that uh, initially when Ichigo gets his soul reaper powers. He's on the verge of becoming a hollow. Mm. And uh, at that point in time, when he first becomes it, he has a hollow mask on. Yeah. And it's shown at least once or twice beforehand uh, that the hollow mask randomly appears on Ichigo like, and basically saves his life. Mm. Uh, randomly, there will just be times in where it'll pop up underneath his clothes for no reason, and boom, there it is. Yeah, you were going to have a life-taking wound, uh, wound here, but hey, this thing, I don't know why you kept it, but it's still here for you. And Ichigo's yeah. just looking at it like, um, I threw that into a river. What's it doing on me? And it's revealed yeah. that, hey, uh, there's something else beside the, the, the Zanpakuto in there. And it basically makes Ichigo realize, wow. I've only ever really asked it its name. I don't know it. I haven't made a relationship with it. Compared to, like, a, and, like, at this point in time, they gave uh, Ichigo, like, in his spiritual world, which is where he's fighting this, um, the evil version of himself, really, the, the hollow half, they gave him what, like, a normal Soul Reaper would have. Yeah. And they said, com- and he says directly, compared to what I'm holding in my hand... Zangetsu, my sword, is like a raging fire, a wildfire of like mm. spiritual power. I have been using this thing wrong, and I've been underestimating my own, like my own like sword's potential this mm. entire time. And immediately he says, "I want to talk to you. I want to have a conversation. Let's talk." And it switches places, and like Zangetsu. Just says, hey, I'm willing to give you another chance. Now fight. Yeah, and he gets up and fucking turns the tables completely on uh, on uh, Kenpachi. Kenpachi gets super excited and says, okay, I'm going to fight without my limitations now. Takes off his fucking eye patch and his fucking soul pressure just 
fucking explodes. It's like it's, it's like a like, set off of an uh, an effing Moab, and boom, there it is. And he's just like, and Ichigo's like, what just happened? He's like, oh yeah, I'm not actually blind in my eye. You see, there's two reasons I have this eye patch on. The first is because it makes the it gives my opponents the advantage. And the second reason, Mitch, if you want to go with that. It fucking makes it more fun for him when it can or basically blocks out like most of his uh soul pressure and his energy. It it eats it. It is constantly eating yeah. his soul pressure and it blocks yeah. half his vision and ruins his depth perception. He gives And he Go ahead. And and then he also has the bells on the end of his hair because it takes away the stealth aspects of him. And if you can hear him, that means, good, you're worthy of a challenge. If you're quick enough to hear my bells, congratulations. You can actually block maybe one or two of my hits. That you, you somewhat will be a threat or might pose and- a challenge. And we did forget to mention one thing, is during the fight at the very beginning, um, Zangetsu actually gets broken, too. Yes, Zangetsu got snapped in half because they, uh, another part of the, uh, of the universe is explained in this. Uh, your spiritual oppression is like basically decides how sharp your blade is be and how strong it'll be. Mm. Depending on what you do with your spiritual pressure, you can actually sharpen it with your soul. And that is yeah. why it is so beat to living hell, and that is serrated. Uh, Kenpachi's soul spir- uh, spiritual pressure is so strong he cannot contain his Zanpakuto. He can only make it that small and just barely be able to use it. And he makes it constantly sharp. And he makes it evident by uh, when Ichigo tries to like block it with the blunt of it with the side of his bl- of his uh, Zanpakuto and tries to block it. And Kenpachi's like, no, 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 no. Just because you got a hit on me, don't drop your guard. That's going to get you killed. And then he just slightly pushes it in, completely goes through his sword, and stabs him directly in the heart. Yeah, and just and says, that's what sets up. And just says, look at there, your sword broke. What a waste of time. Yeah, and then that's what sets up Ichigo dying, basically, and going into the fight. And then, yeah, Ichigo basically, um... Deus Ex Machina this new... way out. Now, the only way he got out of that was plot, was plot armor. Yeah. So, Ichigo gets super powerful and beats the living daylights out of Kenpachi. And, uh, it was, it was still a fucking fantastic fight. And then Kenpachi's laying there and he's like, don't die because I want to fight you again. And then, like, it, like, it, like the fight ends and you see, like, Ichigo has his entire, like, butcher, giant effing butcher knife that is bigger than him sliced into the collarbone down to, like, the mid-chest of, like, Kenpachi, and then Ichigo falls down, like, out. He is just barely hanging on by a life's thread, and and Kenpachi's just looking at him like, don't you die, and he's like, sorry, and, like, Ichigo's like, sorry, I lost, and, and Kenpachi's like, lost? You didn't lose. In fact, I think... And from my perspective, you win. You won. Congrats. And then Kenpachi also falls down. I will call that a tie at most, but I do give that win to Kenpachi. Yeah. 
It- and of course, um, I just want to say one thing. Uh, one of my favorite voice actors voices uh, Kempachi, and that's uh, Dave uh, David Lodge, who voices Jiraiya Naruto. Mm-hmm. And how could we forget the best vice captain ever? <sighs> I can't. I, the problem is I can't remember her name because it's so fucking. Is it Michiru or something like that? Yeah, I think so. I'm looking up the characters right now. So if you want to keep going, I'll uh, I'll say it when uh, okay. I find it. And she's like this. She's this, she's this cutesy little, little uh, or, like pink haired girl that is revealed to have been like living with uh, with Kimpachi ever since. Like mm-hmm. dude slaughtered hundreds of thousands of people, fighting people in the Soul Society before he came uh, became a Soul Reaper. And while he mm-hmm. was just chilling in the forest after a fight. This little girl just strolls up and just and he just looks at her and says, if "You don't get away from me, I'll fucking kill you." And she just looks at him and says, "Uh." And well, she she at this point she can't speak, but she just touches his blade and starts playing with the blood. And Kimpachi's like, "Aw, I like this one. All right, you get to live. Um, you get to you get to chill with me." Uh, uh Yachi Yashiro 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 Yeah Yashiro. Oh my god, I yeah, love her she, so much. She's like, uh, she always refers to Kenpachi as Kenny, and after the fight, she basically looks down at Ichigo and says, thank you for the fight, you made Kenny very happy, and basically says that they're friends now. Yeah, and she, and meanwhile, like, uh, Ichigo's just coughing up blood, like, oh my god, fucking, just stop talking and leave. <laughs> yeah. My god. And then, uh, yeah, that was... She is probably one of my favorite side characters. Oh my god, you're gonna love her! Like I know you haven't gotten too far in it, so I'm not gonna spoil what happens. But I will say, you're gonna love her even more once you find out like what she is mm. or what she's about. And then, uh, yeah. So after that, I believe he goes and fights Renji. No, he for he, the second time. Yeah, it was after this. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure it was after this one that he goes and fights Renji. And at that point and, in time, he just fought a captain and just barely lived. So he's like, eh, Renji Schminji, easy, easy dub. And at that point in time, like, it is also... No, I actually think, like, uh... Yeah, no, 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 he fought Renji afterwards. And at that point in time... Now, what, was, was it? Because I could have sworn it was Renji first. Because my wife just popped in and just told me... They fought Renji first and then fought. Yo, you're right because like when he went over to fight Renji, had the bandages on. That was from like Ikaku. Yeah, yeah, it was it was Ikaku and then it was Renji and then it was was Kenpachi. And at that point in time, the the mask popped up again, and it was like, yeah, the only reason like uh, it turns out, uh, fucking uh, Yoruichi. Picked him up and just said, "Ayo, fam. Uh, yeah, the only reason you're alive right now is because of the mask. That was a good decision keeping that." And Ichigo goes over here like, "I threw that into the fucking river." Mm. Yeah, and then so after Kempachi, um, I think they went and recovered, and then I believe the next fight after that was him was... trying to fight Biakia, but but like uh, he popped up there, tried to save uh, Rukia. Because they were transferring her yeah. to like another holding cell for getting her ready for her execution. Yeah, and then um, I, I believe it was yeah he tried to go up against Bakia, Bakia, and got fucking Byakuya, wrecked. Yeah. 
Yeah, got wrecked. And then, um... Uh, because they, at this point in time, uh, they kind of introduced the idea of like, hey, you know there's another level after learning your name, right? Wait, what? Mm. Yeah, it's called a Bonkai. What happens in the Bonkai is when you, uh, not only do you know the name of your sword, you know the true form of your sword as well. Mm. After that, your power is going to be like insanely like out the, out the waters. And... Mm. That's when Yorichi is actually revealed to be uh, not a uh, a cat like we originally thought, but yeah. a uh, smoking hot like a uh, dark skinned chick. Yeah, yeah. The rule thirty fours. They had a field day with that one. To this day, they still have a day yeah. with that. But uh, yeah, they do. There, Ichigo is explained what Bankai is, and he has to go through a bunch of training for it, mm. and. I think the next point in time is like like Rinji's like fuck. Uh I, I dude, she's my childhood friend. I really don't want her to fucking die. I've been following orders, but god, if Ichigo isn't gonna be able to do this because I thought he would be able to, then I'm don't know what I I need okay, fuck it, I need to fight Biakia. Yeah, and so Renji goes and fights Biakia and Renji gets his shit rocks like expected. Mm-hmm. And it's right when Right before uh, Rukia gets uh, executed, they try and do it. Uh, that's when I, I believe that's when Ichigo just shows up and just they try and. Uh, so what happens is um, a lot, or a bunch of. Well, I mean, one of the big points happens is that Aizen, one of the Aizen, captains, one of the captains, has died at this point, and yeah. another captain, which is Hitagaya. Has gone through and actually started investigating it due to him having close ties to the vice captain of his squad, uh, Momo, I believe her name was. Yes, Momo. Yeah, and Momo, Momoichi, I think. Momo or Momoichi? I don't remember the exact name. Like yeah. she's not very important after this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, it, it, like in their dis- their uh, discoveries, they realize, wow, uh, Central Forty Six is dead. They've been dead for a couple of days now. But wait a minute, we just got an execution order from them. She's like on the stake, ready to like go out now. Like, and oh shit, okay, uh, fuck, we're not gonna make it in time. Mm. Uh oh, this is bad. This is really, really bad. And it's revealed. Uh, we'll, we'll get into that afterwards. But uh, going on to what Mitch was saying earlier, she was getting ready to be executed, and a lot of the captains, if not like some of the people who were trying to like stop it, are all yeah. there. And they're waiting for the, uh, I don't I think, it's not, it's, I forget the actual name for it, but it is this giant pillar that once they activate is the combination of, like, what was it, a million uh, Zanpakuto? Yeah, it was, uh, the Sopio, the so- no, it's not Sopioku, because... Yeah, the Sogyoku. The, uh, the Sogyoku, yeah, was it? The Hogyoku was a thing in Rukia. Yeah, the, yeah. But, um, yeah, so they're about to, like, tear this down. They're trying to, anyways, because that's, like, the big plan. If the one thing we can do to stop all this is to destroy this thing. And, you know, everyone's trying to do... This this pillar basically gets unrevealed, like, revealed to be a giant spear. That is, like, Mm -hmm. I'm going to say at least 50 stories tall. Yeah, it has to be. And once it's activated, it becomes a giant, and I mean humongous, phoenix. And that is what the execution is derived from. 
Now, as it is about to strike and kill Rukia, <laughs> as she is on a pedestal or on the, in the midst of like a, uh, a stand, mm. uh, Ichigo just kind of pops up like there and just says, Hey, yo, what you doing? As he is like holding back the, the Sogyoku from attacking her. So he essentially at this point yeah. has stopped like a million like Zanpakuto worth of an attack. Yeah. And he is like fully ready and just like f- like based on how calm he was at this point in time, I am absolutely certain Ichigo very well could have just destroyed it right then and there if he needed to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And at that point in time, another captain pops up, uh, Ukitake. Or, yeah, was it Ukitake? I think so. Uh, best, best captain, aside from Kenpachi. Uh, mm-hmm. him and his, him and his Brobo. I don't yeah. remember his name, because off the top of my head, uh, but he has the drippiest drip of all of Bleach, with that oh, nice yeah. pink, uh, uh, Yukata he has on constantly. Yeah. Uh, they break and destroy the, the Sokyoku right then and there, so they're having to, like, deal with the head captain, who is the oldest and strongest Soul Reaper. So they're having yeah. to, like, deal with him off in the distance. That way they, they don't get, like, Ichigo and them involved with the fight. Yeah. And Ichigo is just like, oh, yeah, no. Don't want to die, you say. blah 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 you say. Just shut up and let me save you for once. Jesus Christ, you're annoying. And, like, <laughs> as, like, Renji's, like, recover from the fight from Byakuya and is trying to save her. So Ichigo just does the funniest shit I've seen in a while. And just says, go, good, you're here. And fucking throws her. 50 stories yeah. down to Yeats Renji. Yeats her to, to Renji and basically says, run. Run. Fast as you can. Yeah. And as, like, three uh, vice captains, who was uh, essentially what... He, uh, Ichigo had fought Renji, who was a vice captain, got majorly yeah. effed up. And at this point in time, like, three captains of his level, or three vice captains of his level, were about to rush and try to attack, like, uh, Renji and Rukia. Ichigo just literally uh, uh, shunpoed right in front of them, which is a flash step, which is basically like instantaneous travel, or not instantaneous, yeah. but it's like you're moving extremely fast, faster than I can see. Mm. Shunpo's right in front of them, slams his Zanpak toe into the ground to keep it in place, and proceeds yeah. to like let them awaken their Zanpak toe to like using their f- true names. Breaks one guy's Zanpak toe by punching it so hard he goes directly through the Zanpak toe into the dude's stomach, knocking yeah. him out instantly, palms the old dude, who is the uh, the the, cap- the vice captain of squad uh, one, knocks him out, and then immediately goes in and just close uh, hand-to-hands the, uh, the healing unit's uh, vice captain, knocks her out, yeah. and then proceeds yeah. to grab his uh, Zombok toe, block a, a strike from Byaki, and says, ah, I've been waiting for you. Rematch time. And proceeds yeah. to have the... I know a lot of people say this is one of the best fights in Bleach. But it is one of the... It is a really good fucking fight. It is one of them. And that in, and, in text actually goes into the uh, the big topic we need to go into to discuss to talk, talk about the next uh, arc. Which is holification. Yep. Because... When uh, Ichigo is fighting Byakuya, he pulls out his Bankai, and it proceeds to become just a normal-sized katana, to which uh, Byakuya is just like, you're fucking making fun of me now. That's not a, that's not a Bankai. 
Because every Bonkai, like, so far had been, like, fucking ginormous or, like, very powerful. Yeah. Like, uh, Jiyaki's Bonkai was that his sword turns... Zenbo's, uh, Zenbo's uh, Sakura. Zenbo's Sakura Kageyoshi becomes, like, what was it, a billion flower petals that all have, like, the weight and sharpness of a sword. Yeah. Essentially, yeah. And he basically just can create a cherry blossom storm. It's kind of like a a sandstorm of cherry blossoms that slice... And Ichigo just kind of like looks at him and just like as he's going off like on him about saying that's not that's not a bonkai. This is this what I have right here is a bonkai. That that's a stick that's smaller than what you had before. You're not doing crap to me against it. So as he's about to like attack him, immediately before he can even react, Ichigo's new blade is just at his throat. Yeah, and just says that's one time I could have killed you. Let's get going. Does it proceed to do it two more times after slicing and killing and like destroying like a couple hundred thousand uh, flower petals that got near him instantly in like less than a second? Yeah. And does it again and just says, That's two times I could have killed you. And that's when he starts taking him seriously. The thing is, Ichigo isn't used to his Bankai yet. The, him using that kind of level like of a like compressing all of his spiritual pressure into the tiny blade gave him like a big like speed boost which is what he needed mm. the downside is he's compressed it so much that it's literally destroying his body yeah and that is when he started slowing down because his body's beginning wear and tear from the bankai and yeah. eventually he's put in a position where he's about to die from Byakuya. Because Byakuya has stabbed both his both his feet with swords, and is proceeding to just basically fucking kill him. Yeah, and that is when Hollow Ichigo pops back up and starts forming a mass, taking over Ichigo's body, and proceeds to yeah. kick the living shit out of Byakuya. So, like the thing about when ble- uh, when Ichigo becomes like the holification, his fighting style becomes so erratic. No so one can predict we see it. it. We see it later on when he's using like his big ass Zanbakto. Like he's spinning this fucking thing on like cloth, and he's like chucking this at his enemies, and he's pulling it back like scorpions. Fucking like spin get over shit. here! Like yeah, it's crazy what he does, and it's not any better when he's in his bankai state. Because when he's in his bankai state, he uses the like uh, his 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 uh. Uh, his Zanpakuto gave him an attack called Geska Tensho, and it's basically his, yep. his Zanpakuto's ability. Every Zanpakuto has an ability. His uh, is that he can create a hyper, like, condensed uh, laser beam based on his uh, Ryatsu or his spiritual pressure. So basically, he yep. can create laser slices through the air. It, it, it's, like, it's essentially, whenever he slashes it, it's like a beam of light shoots from his sword. Like a laser, yeah. And it's... When he's in that form, he abuses the living fuck out of that attack. Yeah, he is absolutely... It, it is broken as crap. Mm. And then, uh, yeah, not long after that, they basically stop the execution. And uh, Ichigo is given a battle pass. And they eventually go back to the human world. And it sets up the events that leads into the Waco Mundo arc. We're, um, we're skipping I, over, like, my second favorite, uh, or if not a tie for my first favorite, is uh, Aizen isn't actually dead. Yes. We, yes. We, I don't think we mentioned it before, 
But uh, also, in the, like while the investigation was done on, on Eisen, like after his whole death, uh, it is revealed that no, he's not actually dead. He's been playing you from the entire like he he was playing like five D chess while you guys were playing checkers. Yeah, he was planning essentially um, everything. Uh-oh. Suffering some technical difficulties for a second there. Uh, just filling some air until... A little bit of an issue there, sorry. <laughs> it's all good. So yeah, um, yeah, Aizen uh, has been planning basically to kill the high, or the strongest power in the Soul Society for like 200 years. And he has been making it like his goal in this, this entire time. And, uh, it's mm. been just doing that since, like, mm, mm. He's been playing this for a very long time, is what they, they've been trying to tell, is, like, what they were trying to imply. And it kind of goes, like, hey, everybody's been, like, a pawn in his thumb since, the, like, uh, been a pawn to him since the beginning. And that is evident when, uh, for instance, Ichigo just got his Bankai, still has his Bankai, full on, like, just after dealing with the uh, uh, fucking Biakia, is just rushes uh, Aizen because he just he is at this point stabbed uh, Rukia through the chest to grab like a what is called a uh, baby plot point, which is the uh, what was the Hogyoku? Yeah, and has at that point in time said, "Hey." Um, this is basically going to make me a god. Uh, congratulations. Thanks for holding it. And Ichigo just says, nah, fam, I'm going to rush you. And rushes him and just says, hey, uh, catch this. Aizen just looks at him, holds up a hand, and as like Ichigo is slicing towards him with like a full-on like Getsuka Tensho, Aizen grabs the blade and... And Ichigo's like, what? And then taps a finger on it. And immediately Ichigo's theme's just cut off. Dead to rights, just doesn't fade out, nothing. Cut off from right, right then and right there. Done. And just immediately Ichigo just starts gushing blood from like multiple cuts. And, and like damn near got cut in half by him. Because he was like, hey, uh, good on you. I was actually trying to cut you in half just there. Good on you. Yeah. And uh, then what happens is that there was... He convinced a couple members, uh, Tosin and um, Gin... uh, uh, I think it's Ichimaru? Gin Ichimaru, yes. Yeah. Uh, Go and wind up joining him. And they basically leave. And And, uh, he leaves through, like, literally... uh, a sky, like a hole in the sky, breaks open, and mm. out comes like a bunch of Meadows Grande, which kind of implies that oh shit, he's been fucking around with Hollows. And at yeah. that point in time, you're just like, uh, what? And then like all the captains and all the uh, the Soul Reapers are having to deal with a bunch of uh, a bunch of what's what's the term? Like uh, Hollows and Meadows Grandes have come from the crack. Meanwhile, the uh, the three who have decided, hey. Uh, let's blow this popsicle stand. Has gone and just gotten these like I don't remember what they were called, but it was like a high density like shield. 
and basically they yeah. just were not they they were na- they able nothing was touching them through that shield. Mm-hmm. And boom, they're out. They dipped, and they just basically looked down at everybody like peasants. What are you gonna do now? Yeah. Where's your god now? Oh, that's right. I'm right here. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that was... And then, you know, they basically survive it in the end and wind up... uh, Ishido, again, gets his battle pass, so he's able to freely change between being a soul reaper and uh, himself, his human self. And, uh, yeah, and it eventually is just some filler, like usual. Like, out of, like, 365 episodes, or 366 episodes... I'm pretty sure, like, a good chunk of those episodes is nothing but filler. But, like, that's the thing with, like, uh, Bleach, is the filler isn't bad. It's a bit... Mm. Some of them are a bit boring, and the uh, some of the leads that you, like, deal with uh, Ichigo is a bit annoying. But, mm. like, I don't think it really has too bad of, like, comparative, like, to other anime. Bleach filler is actually very, very good. Yeah. And I think I think right now I think we'll leave it here, and then we will pick up the bleach conversation next time. Uh, Gachi isn't available to do an episode, and we'll go into the uh, arcs and that after uh, the Soul Society arc, because we are getting up to an hour and forty minutes. Uh, I could talk about this and even more because we got like the best I part could. of the show it hasn't even been talked about yet. I, I could too, but it's also getting late. So, mm-hmm. all um, right, we'll, we'll get... yeah, we'll leave we'll leave it here, and then next time we get back together, uh, just me and Triple will actually do Finish the next set of arcs. For, yeah. for the first time and, in history, um, we have a part two. Yeah. So, Triple, I have one question to ask you. Mm. What squad would you want to be part of? Oh, you're asking a lot for me. Okay, uh, hmm. My favorite character is the. My favorite characters are from the Eleventh Squad, but God knows I'm not going to be going there. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm the same way. Like, I love Squad Eleven, but I would not want to be. I would want to be in Kimpachi's team just because he gives you the motivation to get better. But it's the fact that it's fucking Kimpachi and it's the psychos that run in his squad. Yeah. Um. I think if I didn't go with Kempachi, I think I would want to be in Squad 4. I would have to say that, like... God, yeah, no, because I would have to go with the same... Like, mm. The healer squad is, like, chill as shit, and you probably won't have to do anything there. So I would yeah. probably have to go with, like, the healing squad. Mm. That, or I would have to be in the, uh... What's the, what's the word for it? Uh... I would have to be them, or uh, that. Yeah. Or I'd be, uh, I would be either the healing squad, or would definitely be the uh, Hitsugaya squad. Okay. Just because while he's very, like, no... No holds bar, follow the rules, do what you're told. Uh, Vice Captain is Pretty Lady, who also just says, Hey, uh, job's done, let's go get drunk. <laughs> yeah. And, um... Uh, waif- waifu of uh, the anime up to this part. Yorichi. Uh, Yorichi, yeah. Yeah. By the way, we also just talked about that. Yoruichi is also revealed to be uh, the former leader of their assassination squad. Yeah, the hit squad. The hit squad they have. And is actually, like, the greatest ninja of all time. Yeah. 
like uh, we meet like uh, so- Song Fei, uh, Soi Fong, or S- Soi Fong, yeah, Soi Fong. and she is her her Zapakto is um, a stinger. It's a little thing, a stinger, yeah. And if she taps you in the same spot twice, you're dead. No, th- that and we're not even like like uh, what's the word? Exaggerating that one bit? No, that's literally the power of it. If it stings you in the same spot twice. Yeah. You're dead. If the tattoos like yeah, cross. And- too many times, you're also dead. Yeah, like, she is designed to be, like, two taps, you're done. And then Yuri just kicks her ass. Yeah, because she tries to do, um, I can't, or she said, I have this technique I've been working on and trying to master. Specifically to kill you. I just, yeah, I I just mastered this, and I'm gonna use this power to beat you. And she's like, oh, you mean this power, and does the exact to pull same out power. a better version. Yeah. And just whoops the floor with her. And she's like, yeah, and you're not the only one that uh, that did this. Uh, I, I made this years ago. I just never showed it to you because at that point in time, it was too dangerous. Why do you think mm-hmm. your uniform doesn't have a back or a shoulder? It's because, yeah, because- the, uh, these, because this attack will literally blow off those those areas. Yeah, that's I. I have and, made this so long ago that it became standard issue in my uniforms, which you now use. Yeah, and uh, my favorite part. I got. I gotta say, I gotta say that is probably another one of my favorite fights. Like this is that's why like the Soul Society arc is like one of the better arcs because there's so many amazing iconic fights that happen in that arc. And there's so much character development, too. And also, another thing I do like that Taisei Kubo does is that uh, a lot of anime, and I will say it, suffers from the whole uh, female new, do, don't do much good here. Yeah. But in and, this, no, they are they are powerhouses. They, can be, they will fight yeah. right alongside the big boys. It don't matter what your yeah, gender like, is. If you can throw hands, then congratulations. Welcome to the big boy squad. Yeah, like, the only character who's kind of iffy is, like, Odahime, but that's really it. And even then, later on, you discovered, wow, she's not really iffy. She's just broken in different aspects. Yeah. Like, they make the show... Like, that's why I find Bleach is probably the better of the big three. Just because they uh, the characters are perfectly balanced. You know? Except for, I mean, like, Ichigo, but Ichigo's broken as shit. And we'll get into that next time we talk more about Bleach because we find out a lot more about Ichigo in the later se- uh, seasons. And I believe uh, that should be it. Um, again, if you guys enjoyed this and want us to talk more Bleach, uh, just give us time. We'll eventually get around to it again. I know I'm excited to talk more about it, and I know Triple is more than excited to talk I about it. I love this so much. I have I, I didn't mention it here, but I have like back back and back in the day, I actually have two character books, the first two character books that released uh when these were like new. So mm. I love Leash. It is my favorite. Oh yeah. No, and like definitely it's up there like I would have to say it's definitely on my top three right now because I'm just rewatching it and I'm falling in love with this show again and I'm reading the manga and I'm loving the manga. Like, again, it's my top three 
like favorite anime of all time now. So, and I believe with that being said, thank you all for listening this far. And thank you for enjoying your hashtag favorite. I keep messing that up. It's your favorite hashtag best worst anime podcast around. And here at Talking Anime, we firmly believe that if you have the power to go and fuck yourself, go and do it because we love you guys all day and every day. Thank you for listening. We will see you guys next time on Talking Anime. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye.